God is stirring. There is a river that's flowing. My God is flowing through this room. Father, thank you. Seats, don't lose your worship. Give me 15 minutes, Carrie. I don't feel released from this word, but I need to, I'll preach it in 15. I'm going to work a miracle. I want you to get your Bibles. Uh, they told me to ask you so crowded in here they ask me to ask you to move in if you can if you can move inward inward so that people that still come in they come in at the end of my message trust me they still come to church real late um, but they can be able to get on the in seats and not have to cross over you so if there's an empty seat next to you move in leave the in seats available Good problem to have. It just means you're a growing church. That's good. Um, Matthew 13, 33. I want you to turn there quickly. I have a lot of time to do a bunch of preliminaries. 13, 33. And another parable, he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leaven. Want to minister a message this afternoon entitled, Get In There. Get In There, thank you so much. Uh, we're starting a brand new series entitled, Enlisted Today. As we go through this series, we're going to teach you what does it mean from a practical, in a practical way to invade the world around us. We hear people talk about how we're supposed to change the world. All of us are wearing shirts, most, a lot of us that say world changers. Back of it say change the world. How the heck do you actually do that? Um, stay there, you, you stay. Just don't go far. Uh, uh, when that clock hit zero, just start playing no matter what I'm doing. Okay. And um, it's important that you realize that God wants you to be functional. I need everybody to say functional. Hmm. I don't want to be what people have perceived a good Christian to be, and this is what they perceived it to be, a church-going individual. That's it. Lots of people around the world have thought that being a good Christian looks like coming to church. But the reality is, this is just the place where you get your marching orders. I don't want to just go. You've heard me say this before, but I want to be. Don't want to just go to church. I want to be the church. 
You know, I want to walk in the liquor store. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And the same kind of deliverance power that's flowing through here today, I want to go in the liquor store and tell that man, put that 40 down. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Put that Hennessy down. You don't need that. I got something that'll make you never thirst again. It's called living water. And I want to change the world around me. I'm not interested in just sitting around here with y'all. I'm going to walk in a boardroom. And without praying in a bunch of tongues, lay hands on CEOs. Just say good morning and put my hand on their shoulder and release the power of God upon them. They don't got to know it was me. I ain't gonna, I don't got to even say touch like Benny Hinn. I ain't got to do nothing. All I got to do is put my, the Bible says, you shall lay hands on the sick. Watch this now. And they shall recover. That's not a maybe. That's not a sometimes. That's not a every now and then. I wish somebody would holler, shall. They shall recover. I got to move. Got 11 minutes to help you to understand that God wants you to change the world around you. Interesting enough, Dr. Anita, as I was reading scriptures, I was messed up. You'll get this, Dr. Anita, because I, many times throughout scripture, I've seen leaven used in a negative way. So I was very confused of why in Matthew chapter 13, God compares the kingdom of God to leaven. So what in the world is going on? Because I'm confused. Now, if you don't read your Bible, you're not confused with me. But I was confused. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 1, put it up, please. I'm going to need you all to move really fast with these scriptures today and leave them up till I tell you to take it down. Luke chapter 12 and verse 1. Luke chapter 12 and verse 1. And it says, 12, 12 and verse 1. Luke 12. And verse, there we go. In the meantime, when a numerous multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to the disciples, first of all, beware, look at this, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So I'm like, why is the kingdom of God being compared to leaven? But here he's talking about beware of leaven. Look, give, give me 1 Corinthians 5 and, 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 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians 5. In verse 1, uh, uh, real swiftly for me. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 1. I need somebody with fast hands back there. Give me your fastest handed person. Uh, it, it, it is actually reported that there is a sexual immorality among you and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles that a man has his father's wife. Let's keep going. That's nasty. Uh, verse 2. And if you are puffed up and you have not rather mourned, then he who has done this dead deed, rather, might, okay, moving real fast for This deed might be taken away from among you, verse 3. For indeed, I'm uh, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have already judged as though I were present him who has so done this deed. Next verse. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along in my, with my spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 5, deliver such a one uh, to Satan who for the destruction of the flesh, that is the spirit that may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. Next. Uh, you glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Here's this negative connotation again with leaven. 
So I was confused, let me share with you in these next nine minutes, about how in the world God would compare his kingdom to leaven. But as I begin to look at it, leaven is not the problem. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Leaven is neutral. Write it down. Leaven is neutral. It's neither good nor is bad. What leaven represents is the permeation of influence. Only, only people who are going to think fast and move me, they're going to get this. The permeation of influence. So if it's hypocrisy, that is leaven, that represents hypocrisy spreading quickly into whatever it's been placed in. I need you to move fast. Uh, if it's sexual sin, as the scripture we just read, if that is leaven, it represents sexual immorality moving swiftly in the midst of what has been placed in. Are you rocking here today? So what is getting us to understand is that God wants Christians to comprehend influence. If you're writing that down, I want you to write it down in all caps. Influence. I have eight minutes to help you get this. Influence. Influence. What is influence? It's the ability to be able to lead a person or a people into a particular thing. The ability to be able to lead a person or a people into a particular thing. Everybody has some level of influence. Even if your influence is just to your children, you have influence. Right? If, if it's just to somebody that you're in a relationship with, everybody has influence. Here's the thing that we have to figure out in order to change the world. And I'll finish the rest of this next week. I'll do a part two. You've got to figure out how to properly manage your influence. Okay, so influence now and in our culture goes beyond us just standing in front of each other. Even, I don't know, some of you who are, uh, some of my champions, you're like, Apostle, that ain't our issue. But then the rest of you, you'll get it. Uh, but many of us don't realize that our influence now moves into our social media presence. So I like, y'all ain't gonna go, y'all gonna think it's this deep, but some of you will go with me. I like is a share of my influence. So if you're doing ratchet activity on your newsfeed and I tap like, I have just given away, y'all don't believe this, some of my influence to say that I'm in agreement with your ratchet behind. time to say there. I, I, did, I need you to understand influence goes beyond. Influence happens on your job. There are people that are watching you. As soon as you dare open your mouth or halfway say you're a Christian, halfway open up the Bible app and somebody walk by, immediately you become a leader. <laughs> you might have to feel like you signed up, but just like the series say, baby, you've been enlisted. As soon as you, yeah, some of y'all like, is that what happened? I, I get it now. Because see, you wanted to just be a regular person. But as soon as you got saved, you got enlisted into leadership in this war. And the war is over the territory of souls. I need to talk to people who are Christians in here who just want to be normal. 
It's in here. Y'all can look at me like that, like I'm speaking Chinese if you want to. This is good English. Listen to me. I, I'm going to say it again. Some of you that are in here today, you say to God, I mean, I mean, I just want to be, no, I mean, Jesus, can one day, can I be normal? I need you to look at somebody who look like they tired of me preaching already, and it's only been a couple of minutes, but look at them real quick and tell them normal is overrated. Show me in history. Show me in history somebody who fit into the context of what everybody else thought that changed the world. If you want to be a real world changer, you're going to have to be okay with being a little different, being a little peculiar, being a little strange. I'm going to walk the walk like God told me to walk it. And if you don't like it, you can go about your business. Permeate. Permeate, you got to get into it. <laughs> you got to get into it. So let me drop this on you, and I'll come back to this next week, and I'll give it to you even stronger. But let me drop this on you. A lot of Christians think that we're supposed to create a counterculture. That's what we think. We think we are supposed to create this culture outside of culture, a counterculture, a culture that goes against the present day culture. I get it conceptually. But the truth is, we were never to create some kind of subculture or counterculture over here. I'm trying to help you why. I'm going to help you figure out why most churches are empty in America. I'm going to help you figure out why, why most Christians have no impact and nobody in your family want to be saved. I'm going to help you realize why Muslims are getting more play in America than Christians are. I'm going to help you figure it out why the homosexual community has more of a stage than more preachers in the world. I'm going to help you figure it out. It's because we are trying to create a culture over here. When God said, I never intended for you to create your own culture. I create, I, I, what I wanted you to do was invade the culture. Y'all have mercy in here. That I wanted you to be able to go into every man's world uh, and preach the gospel. Wait, I'm not talking about a mic because this doesn't make me a preacher. My real preaching is shown but how I live my life every day. For the Bible says it clearly. Uh, we shall be living epistles read a man. In other words, people are reading my life more than they ever will read a Bible. And some of you, you want to drop a scripture on somebody, but you're dropping scriptures that you refuse to live. And unbelievers can sniff out a fake in a second. Y'all, well, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Before you were saved, you was like, I know, look at your crazy tail. I know you don't even love the God you're talking about. Y'all ain't say, I got two minutes. You got to find you somebody, and you got to be in life the individual who makes a decision. I am going to permeate the culture. I'm going to be like the Bible says the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is like what? A woman who hid, watch these words who hid leaven in three parts of meal. Hid it. So, so some of us have to be so blatant in everything that we do that we don't know how to hide. 
I'm not telling you to be secretive. Watch me, follow me. I'm saying you got to have strategy. That means I don't have to announce myself at every location. That means I don't have to come in and be like, here's Mr. Christian. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to make it better. No, you need to show up and be it. You don't need to talk about it. And that's some of your problem in here that are in the room and that are watching me online is that you have a problem because you talk too much, but you're behind. Don't do nothing. Some of you have been around Christians that don't have no power so much. And when you come in a room like this, you think I'm strange. Y'all know y'all don't want to hear this kind of talk. So, some of y'all need to be real. Some of y'all sitting here and was like, what the hell is going on? Why? Because you have been in churches that are into religiosity and not Jesus himself. They're in the men's routines. Y'all don't want to say amen to this. They are into men's ways of doing things, but they are not into Jesus himself. But I'm going to learn. Somebody say, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn how to manage my influence so that I can step into where I need to be. What does this mean? This is what I want you to write down in all caps. Positional warfare. That means I don't just fight. Some of y'all, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tongue-speaking believer, so I'm with it, you know, and I pray strong in the Holy Ghost, and I swing my hands too, and you know, and some of us think it's all about chopping the air. And I get it. But after you come out of there with all them tongues, can you rightly position yourself in the world? I gotta leave this with you because some of you are just like, oh, when, when is he talking about? Let me help you with this. The family you're in, the job you work, the street you live on, the grocery store you go to, every place you go in your life, God desires for you to position yourself. And when you position yourself, let me tell you what I told the prophetic team yesterday. The best way to beat hell is to manifest heaven. Some of us are spending too much time worrying about hell rather than manifesting heaven. What is heaven? Heaven has a culture. What is heaven's culture? It's God's way of doing things. So in every sphere of influence that I'm called to, when my boss says, lie and cheat, how do I manifest the kingdom? I say, I don't do that. Y'all don't... When my boss says, no, just read it. Just read the paper. We got to get, get this money. No, I don't lie. And I'm not going to cheat for a check. But see, some of you, because you didn't position yourself right and you were hungry for money more than you were God, when your boss told you to lie, you lied right on that phone just like they told you to, acting like a slave that they want you to be. Y'all quiet in here. I know I'm in the right place. But I believe God wants to set some men free out of slavery and stop following what Pharaoh told you to do and follow the kingdom of God and permeate the culture with his ways of doing things. In there when you get in there you'll begin to see the change that God wants you to see get in there what can you do this week to permeate the culture I need this to be practical 
What can you do to live Matthew 13 live? Where, where the kingdom of God is like leaven. It goes into, goes into that place. And when it spreads, it takes over. When it spreads, it takes over whatever it goes into. When it spreads, it takes over. It permeates by way of influence. When you get into those, what can I do this week to make sure that I'm changing the world? I don't want this to be a concept. Don't want this to be an idea for our people, our type, our kind. I want this to be something we can practically live out every day. How do I change the world, Pastor Sherman? Let me help you. Where do you live? Where do you work? Where do you go to grocery shopping? What Starbucks do you go to? Whatever places that you regularly go to, your question needs to be in the morning when you wake up tomorrow, what's my assignment? If I could get just 100 of y'all, this is a couple hundred of y'all in here today, but if I could just get 100 of y'all to get this, we'll change the world. This week, when you show up and you make a decision, I'm not going to be selfish, but I'm going to be selfless. I got a migraine. I don't right now, but I'm saying somebody can, can say, I have a migraine. I just don't, I don't feel like all of that today. Do you know that's the reason why the enemy released a migraine to you? Distraction can only be a distraction when you allow it to distract you. But when you show up on the scene and you say, you know what? Today is going to be the day somebody's life is going to be transformed. And it may not, and it may not be a, you know, lift your hands. The Lord's going to do it. 25 days, turn around, slap your mama, hit your daddy. Who does it? That's not what we're talking about. Do you know I've changed the world? a hug? Do you know I've been on the corner of Derosa and Highland, Derosa and Rosa and Highland? And there were people that I could tell were hurting and in pain. And I wrapped my arms around them. And that one moment of them realizing that they were seen, <laughs> that, that, that they were not lost and that no, that they weren't in a place where nobody cared, changed the world that one day, Julia, it changed the world through one hug. Can I be aware of my assignment in such a way that I'm not so worried about my daily schedule that I miss my opportunities to walk out what I've been enlisted for? Your boss pisses you off like that because the devil wants you to be distracted by that. I'm trying to make it practical. So you're spending all day angry at your boss that you can't figure out your assignment. Distractions. Are you able to point them out? And when you point them out, are you able to send them to hell? Do not allow distractions to distract you. I need you to look at somebody real quickly and tell them you've been enlisted. Find somebody behind you and tell them you've been enlisted. I want you to lift your hands. Father, I thank you for your word, the power of your presence. Right now, Father, we submit our lives, our minds, and our hearts wholly to you. If that's you, I dare you right where you are. With your hands lifted, submit to God right now, even in your own prayers. 
believing that God is going to bring some things to pass for you where he's going to bring you into the place of using your influence for his glory. Come on, you're about to influence media. You're about to influence arts and entertainment. You're going to influence the sports arena. You're going to influence education. You're going to influence the political system. You're going to influence law enforcement. And you're going to influence the world. You're going to influence every aspect and every part of society. You're going to change the world one person at a time, one assignment at a time. You can change your world. Father, I thank you for the revelation of this we will not pull back but we will walk out everything that God has intended for us to walk out and we will be everything that God called us to be in Jesus name listen there are two types of people I want to pray for first type of people in the room says I need Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I need to be saved. I need to be forgiven of my sins. And I want you to know Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart saying, let me in. You don't have to feel as if you have to get it all together when you come to Jesus. Because if you could have gotten it together by yourself, you would have a long time ago. You need Jesus to get your life together. Everybody in this room will either has either made this decision before or will have to make a decision at one point in time if they're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I need Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I was walking with him at one point in time, but I felt like I've gone astray. I need every intercessor praying. 